Everybody, welcome to Navel Gazing Valley Indie Podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndie.org, also known as the Valley Independent Sentinel. That's an online newspaper covering Derby, Seymour, and Ansonia in Connecticut's Naugatuck Valley. This is, by the way, the first Navel Gazing episode of 2021. So a belated Happy New Year to all my Valley neighbors. In this episode, I'm going to be running down the six most read stories of 2020. That is not necessarily the top stories of the year, but the stories that you read the most in terms of page views on valleyindie.org. So I took about a week off around Christmas, something like that. I'm just getting back into the fold. It's Sunday as I record this Sunday night. Uh, there was some breaking news to report last week, including the report of shots fired in Derby and the subsequent car crash that was connected to the shots fired uh, in Derby crashes up in Seymour. So I should take a moment to thank the Derby Police Department, Seymour Police Department, and Seymour First Select Woman, Amory Dragonis, for being so cooperative the night that was all happening. They were very accessible and gave out a lot of information. And for that, I'm grateful. Also grateful to Gene Fabel-Sosnovich, who is a new correspondent for the Valley Independent Sentinel. We tackled that story together. She probably wrote about 60% of the article. And Gene also, when I was away, wrote about the sudden passing of Patty Finn, a much-loved employee who worked in Derby City Hall. So I just want to take a moment to send my deepest condolences again to the family and friends of Patty Finn. I didn't know Patty terribly well, but whenever I had an interaction with her as a reporter, I found her to be kind, gracious, and accommodating. In a professional capacity, I think she went out of her way to make reporters, and I assume other people she encountered, comfortable. She was just one of those people who could immediately put you at ease, and I was shocked, just like everyone else, at news of her passing. So please, again, condolences to her friends and family and rest in peace, Patty Finn. Before I go on, wanted to take a moment to read a note from our sponsor, valleygivesback.org. While giving is always in season, now is a great time to plan your gift. Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what matter to you. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action will inspire others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about planned giving options. Plan now. Give later. Impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. Valley Independent Sentinel, I think I mentioned this. We're a nonprofit. It's a nonprofit online newspaper. 
It was created in 2009 thanks to a $250,000 grant that was received through a partnership between the Knight Foundation, the Valley Community Foundation, and the Online Journalism Project. After launching in 2009, we received substantial support from the Catherine Matthews Foundation, and you guessed it, readers and listeners just like you guys. Each year, people donate about ten dollars to $12,000 to the Valley Indy to keep the computers running during the Great Give, which is held every year in May. And now, this site was created because there was a perception in the Valley, I guess going back to 2007, 2008, 2009, that the Valley needed a news publication of its own. It had the Evening Sentinel, it had the radio station, even had a very unusual, decent quality local news program on its own cable channel. So all those things went away. And uh, I wasn't one of the grant writers. The Valley Indy was not my idea whatsoever. I was brought on, I was hired as a reporter slash editor by Paul Bass of the Online Journalism Project. And one of the prerequisites for getting this job was that I had to live in the Valley. At the time I was renting an apartment in Derby. Now I own a house in Derby with my wife and two kids, second grade and fifth grade. Uh, so I say all that because you don't see national news at valleyindy.org. There's no stories from the Associated Press. There's no opinion, people opining about what's going on nationally or internationally, or to some extent, we don't even run a heck of a lot of news coming out of Hartford. That's by design. The idea is that there are other publications covering those beats already and better than I could do. But this year was different. COVID-19, everybody paid attention to that. And the same here in the Valley, of course. Uh, you know, every year I sort of do a top 10 stories when we had Ethan and Jody, the former reporters, we would all come up with our own list of what we thought the most newsworthy stories were in the Valley. And of course, if we were to do that this year, it would be COVID-19, the impact of which is still happening. Uh, you know, I, like all of you, I hope we're closer to the end than we were last March. But uh, I guess we shall see. I'm not going to opine about it. Just please wear a mask. So I mentioned COVID-19 because it was a uh, COVID-19 related story was the sixth most read story on the Valley Indy in 2020. Back in, let's see here, back March 22nd at 6.42 a.m., I published a story uh, titled Connecticut Releases Town by Town List of Confirmed COVID-19 Cases. This is, was something I found from the state. I think that I think this was like a Saturday or a Sunday. The state sent out a uh, a press release about this, and at the time, the the list was as follows: Ansonia zero, Beacon Falls one case, Derby zero, Oxford one, Seymour zero, Shelton two. Of course, it got much worse as the months and year dragged on. Uh, but you've all probably read the stories and are aware of that. So that was the six months read story on valleyindy.org, Connecticut releases town by town, list of confirmed COVID-19 cases. Fifth most read story of 2020 on valleyindy.org. Headline, family mourns the loss of 20-year-old Derby woman. This was a horrible story 
out of uh, Ansonia Derby, August 31st, this story was published. Um, it's about a press conference that was arranged by the Ansonia Police Department and the family of Rosalie Aquafrida. She was a work in Dunkin' Donuts, mother of a three-year-old son who uh, was just getting her life together, uh, had fallen in love, was moving in with, with her boyfriend, had brought her ailing father up to live with them, a Derby High School graduate, and she was the victim of a homicide. Uh, her body was found near the in intersection of Colane and North Colane in Ansonia, right on the Derby border there. And the suspect is an ex-boyfriend. So uh, not to dwell on the negative, uh, I was struck, personal observation here, by the strength that her family showed, the strength and decency of her family, and that of the Ansonia Police Department and the members of, pu of the public through that whole ordeal. I mean, it's just been, a, 2020 was just a horrible year all around. And, and this was uh, particularly uh, painful just to, to bear witness to. So uh, my condolences still to the uh, family friends of Rosalie Aquafrida. Moving on, the fourth most read story in the Valley. Uh, another horrible story was published. I believe this was uh, August. No, I'm sorry, July 31st. Uh, two dead after car crashes into Housat the Housatonic River. And this was in Seymour, in the area of the old actor's colony. A vehicle was found submerged in the water. Two people from Monroe died in this incident. Connie uh, Crowell, 54, and her son, John, 22 years old. There hasn't been any information really given out since the date of that crash back in July. Nothing formal from the Seymour Police Department. I attended a Zoom meeting of the Seymour Police Commission. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't attend it. I watched it on YouTube where they were posting their, their meetings. And they said there's nothing really to report on that. They're working it. We don't know exactly how, the why, or the manner in which the car ended up submerged in the river. Was it a mechanical function? Was it an error of some kind? Speeding? Who knows? Was, we haven't heard anything. Uh, if you have, you know, please let me know. But as far as I know, there's been no update. Uh, the third most read story of the year was just published the other day. It was an update. Derby police issue statement on Monday night's chaos. That was the shooting. Excuse me, I'm parched. The uh, shooting and then the subsequent car wreck up near AutoZone off Route 8 from uh, kids were in a stolen vehicle. And uh, last I heard, the police know who these people are, but they're building a case. They're going to draft up warrants. Uh, some people ask how come they weren't uh, arrested right there at the scene. Uh, you know, I, I guess the police are doing an investigation and when they build a warrant, they, they're building a case. Uh, you know, sometimes they, it, it's there, they're, they're the cops. You know what I mean? They're using their discretion. And I, I assume they're building or want to build an airtight case that kids aren't going anywhere. They know who they are. So they'll bring charges against them and they might have already. I haven't uh, checked. Number three, and this was just, I'm sorry, number two, this was a, uh, just an insane story over the course of what, about a week over the summer. And this was, I don't even want to say the kid's name, but uh, it was, let me read you the headline up to eight manhunt underway in connection to two deaths. So sort of the insanity in Derby where, 
a young man allegedly killed a 62-year-old man up in Willington. The victim was 62-year-old Ted Demers uh, and then attacked uh, an 80-year-old man, almost killed him with a machete, then conducted a home invasion, took a man hostage essentially for, for a night, then drove here to Derby and shot a young man down on uh, Roosevelt Drive. So uh, we all know what happened there. I'm not going to get into it. That case is, or multiple cases are still pending in court. And then the most read story of the year was the initial story on Rosalie Aquafrida, where I had received a tip about, uh, it came in first as a pedestrian hit by a car in Ansonia, and it turned out to be sort of a rolling incident of violence, a domestic dispute, I guess you could characterize it as, where Rosalie was allegedly stabbed in a car uh, at the hands of her ex-boyfriend, according to police, and was um, found lifeless uh, on, in North Co Lane, on North Co Lane, as I mentioned before. So again, I don't, uh, those were the most read stories of the year. Those were, those were of the most interest to people. Uh, you know, we try to bring, or I try to bring, I try to bring a balance, I try to do positive stories, especially now that we have Gene Falbo and any freelance that Paul Bass from the OJP was able to get me over the summer. I said, I always try to do business profiles and when I can new restaurant openings and things like that. Of course, that's been tougher this year. Uh, so I don't mean to, to start 2021 with a series of negative stories. But on the other hand, you know, part of local news, I, th I think we bear witness to these things and they happen. Uh, you know, I'm not a scanner reporting guy. I just don't throw police reports on the scanner unfounded, but try to do, uh, you know, basic verification and publish the stories and try to be as respectful and adhere to the old code of ethics from the Society of Professional Journalists as well. So anyway, I did, I, just feel like uh, 2020 was a depressing year. Uh, I've been challenged. You know, I'm very grateful to have a job. My wife somehow still has a job at this point too. I know a lot of people out there do not. Uh, if you call 211, if, you're, if your unemployment ran out and you're, this is the first time you've encountered uh, economic trouble this serious with no prospects, 211 is United Way. They can sort of introduce you to resources that are available if you need it. And also Team Inc. Team Inc. is a community action agency. They help people who need help. Uh, United Way also has on its website, and I put it on valleyindy.org, a list of food pantries if you're in need. Those things are out there. And I would also suggest, and I say this because a person reached out to me over the weekend looking for this information, uh, the this person's unemployment was up and wondering what's he supposed to do with a giant UI bill. Uh, team has home heating assistance. Team Inc. You can contact and talk to them about what's available. Of course, check with UI. They've done programs where they might delay payment. Same thing with uh, Eversource Gas, all the same company. But also try your, whoever represents you uh, in Hartford, state rep, state senator. They work for you. They know the ins and outs. They know how to get people help. They're aware of the bureaucracies that exist to help people who need help. So I would also highly recommend if you need help, 
uh, if your unemployment's out and things like that, please reach out to your state rep or state senator. So again, the resources locally, United Way, the 211 line is statewide. These are entry points. And Team Inc., which is on Elizabeth Street in Derby. Call them up, send them an email, and uh, hopefully things will turn around. I mean, in terms of wishes for 2021, you know, I wish, I hope whatever they build in, in downtown Derby makes the investors a billion dollars and turns our city around. You know, I sincerely hope that for 2021, just uh, successful developments and redevelopments in Ansonia too. The Main Street, they had a good thing going there with restaurants. They're still there. Please support them. But hopefully more can happen. You know, this COVID-19 sort of hit a pause button on things that were happening. I know people are down in Derby on the Main Street project, the Route 34 widening. Let's get that. Let's hope that happens. Let's keep the pressure on the politicians who will keep the pressure on the various utilities and construction firms that need to make the Route 34 Main Street widening happen in Derby. And as people uh, who say, well, Derby will never turn itself around, look at Pershing Drive, the Valley Bowl, still in existence. When I moved up here 15 years ago, I actually liked it. I liked going there. But I obviously was underdeveloped. Uh, you know, it's modern times and bowling alleys unfortunately have been phased out. But look what there, look what's in that area now. Redevelopment is is possible, but we need help, obviously. You know, Ansonia along Main Street and Copper and Brass and all that property. You know, we need big bucks to get those places ready for someone to come in and risk their money in developing something. And that's where the federal government comes into play. Uh, you know, the Valley needs that type of help. Massive influx of cash is needed in places like Derby and Ansonia. Rail line, another place where that's needed. So I hope all that happens in 2021. I'm not just complaining. This is what I wish for uh, in 2021 to make everybody, we need jobs. We need good paying jobs. And, you know, I guess I'll end it as I, uh, my throat is really dry. <laughs> We need unity. The election's over. I would love to see Facebook go back to what it was when the Valley Indy numbers are very slow, where uh, the Valley Indy was new. We were this new thing in the Valley and people were very supportive and appreciative. And the comments were uh, on Facebook tended to be more positive than not or more solution seeking than not. That's faded away a little bit with the rise of community groups and the way the Facebook algorithm works. And just in the national... Uh, a tenor of, of, of how we discuss politics and how we scream at each other. That, that's definitely filtered down to the local level because politics now, even the national level, have become so personal. You know, it's Yankees, Red Sox. I hope some of that goes, goes away. I would like to see the national political scene go back to being boring. I just want to be apathetic again and not care whether you're a Republican or a Democrat because I don't think any of that matters at this level at this level of news, at this level of government, because everybody wants the same thing. We all live here. We all, we not might, we not work, we not, we might not work in the town, but we work here. You know, it's our community. It's our hometown. We all want to make it better. And I believe anybody that is running for public office also wants to make their community a better place. Uh, and if not vote the bums out, but by and large, I think everyone I've encountered in Ansonia, Derby, Seymour over the years, generally had the interest of, of their hometown above anything else. So this was a rambling 
navel gazing, but you know what? I had a week off. I'm back on vacation and that's what you get. So thanks for your support and thanks so much for listening. For hundreds of years, we brought you the news. For the info, we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Changing market now threatens our lives.